You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. The fastest two-year-old of his crop, not this time. Giants Causeway's most brilliant two-year-old ever and a half-brother to Liam's map, sire of two grade one winners in his first crop. TDN said, too talented a horse with too good a pedigree to pass up. The time is now. Don't let this moment pass you by. Not this time, a tailor-made stallion. Not this time, full of run in the Iroquois. Look for his first two-year-olds this year. Welcome to another edition of the Horse Ownership Experience. I'm Billy Koch. I'm the founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. With me, as always, the wonderfully talented, gifted, and uh, amazing Santa Anita and Fox Sports commentator, Michelle Yu. Handsome. Yay! Michelle Yu, handsome. I'm trying to like you know I you know I don't rehearse that it just it, it's whatever comes up you know I like it you know of course it you do it feels very genuine it, well it is I mean you you know you always say nice things about me I'm well, your except biggest there a, fan there was a time you did and you were like and I'm driving by Michelle <laughs> well that was when you used to say you guyses and, you know, uh, no I, it was way after you guys I couldn't take I've you guys totally gotten off of that I I am like so. <laughs> cognizant of saying <laughs> that now like <laughs> but the fact that you said cognizant is great because it's cognizant huh, so see, it's, it's okay it's all right we still I this is, drink. but that's what makes you you that's what uh, that and, oh my god that could be your statement makes you you get it yeah i like I it mean, that's what sets you apart anyway uh we have a great show today who's who's joining us michelle you booked this guest we have a great guest yeah, we're going to have Andy Biancone, who is the co-owner of Sola Volante, and uh, her dad, Patrick Biancone, is a trainer. Um, she has been exercise riding for him. I think she's like kind of quasi-assistant, and now she's an owner, and they're running in the Belmont Stakes this weekend. Incredible. So Incredible story. It's pretty cool. It's a great story. The Belmont Stakes, Saturday, no fans, no owners, a mile and an eighth, one-turn Belmont. And it's before the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness, which. What do you think about no owners being allowed to come? I'm, I'm, don't, you don't want to get me started. You know where I stand, Michelle. You and I have already fought on the air about this. Uh, people should have a choice. We are adults. We can be safe. We can wear masks. We can social distance. Let the owners in. Let the owners in. Billy needs a shirt. Let us play. <laughs> Remember the Bad News Bears and breaking training? Uh, let the kids, let the kids play. Let, Let the, the kids, kids play, play, Michelle. Uh, so it's going to be a great race. Uh, yeah, look, Tis the Law is is extremely logical. He should be a massive favorite. I was just actually looking at the uh, third graph sheets of that race, Michelle. But everybody else is kind of the same. So, right. you know, if you have an opinion, you are going to – if you have an opinion and you can beat Tis the Law, you're going to get paid. Right. Um, I mean, even, you know, I always say on Fox a lot, right? It's all about making value. You can make value underneath Tis the Law. Sure. If you, absolutely. If you think he's unbeatable. So uh, you key him on top and you play like the horses you'd like at prices underneath. Right. I mean, other than, uh, you know, look, if you somehow like uh, a Jungle Runner or Four Left, they're going to be huge prices, right? Right. But everybody else is going to be between five to one and, and, 10 to 1, you know, whether it's Tap It to mm-hmm. Win, Solvalante, Max Player, Modernist, Farmington Road. Then you have the four left jungle runner who figured it'd be big long shots. Then you have Tis the Law, Dr. Post, and Pneumatic. That's your lineup for the Belmont Stakes at a mile and an eighth. And you know what? I'm I'm in the camp that I'm just glad we're running. Okay? Right. Like, uh, the traditionalists, I'm a traditionalist. And I'm like, let's just run the race. Um, it's different. 
but our world is different. And we talked about this last time we were on and uh, the world is different. We have to adjust. We're making adjustments. I still say let the owners in, but that's that's another conversation that I can we can do Billy's soapbox after we talk to uh, Andy <laughs> Biancone. Um, Michelle, let's get we have a couple minutes before we get to uh, Ms. Biancone. Uh, last weekend, uh, some big races and some good yeah. races. Yes, the San Francisco Mile, which went to Neptune Storm. It was a good race. Excellent, um, excellent. Richie Baltus, uh, congratulations to him. I know uh, Netwig is an owner. Uh, I know there are many other owners of Neptune Storm who is uh, as consistent as they come, and, and they picked a really good spot for that horse, and I'm sure we're going to see him in some of these major uh, uh, older turf miles, mm-hmm. mile and an eighth races this summer at Delmar. The grade one Ogden Phipps, which went to She's a Julie, but, I mean, again, Ollie's Candy did every bit of the heavy lifting and just could not sustain. I mean, poor Ollie's Candy is Don't say poor Ollie's Candy. Stride. She She's beat three us. strides away from t- winning two grade ones. Yeah, but she won a grade one. She beat Secret Spies by a nose in the Clement Hirsch last year, so she got that yeah. one. Um, yeah, she's but a, this year she's, she's very game. She's a, she's a magnificent filly, but don't, you know, listen. My guys, the Bradleys, uh, Devin, I'm sure listening to the show right now, uh, or at some point when she downloads it, uh, you can find the show at iTunes or uh, wherever iTunes, uh, wherever, uh, wherever iTunes are iPad, being sold at. Uh, wherever, <laughs> I just said iPads. Whatever, whatever uh, <laughs> device you can download. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Devin Bradley, uh, Pete Bradley, and their whole crew, uh, great job, Steve Asmussen. It's funny, I was ran into Devin at the uh, OBS sale. And I asked her, I said, where she is, is Julie going next? She said, the Ogden Phipps. I'm like, you guys don't mess around. She goes, no. She goes, Steve said she's training awesome. She said, draw a line through that rat last race. Of course, I didn't make a bet. But uh, uh, congratulations to them. And a, and a, a tough loss, too, for um, the filly who's on the outside, uh, Eclipse filly. Uh, point of Honor. Point of Honor, who, who really ran well as well. All three of those fillies ran well. And you know what? That division is shaping up to it's be a so, really good division so stellar, because right? Midnight Bisu – and is, she's on her way back. She's pointing for the Florida Lee. Right. And then you have Monomoy Girl, who's back. Um, you have Dunbar Road, who was really impressive in her uh, 2020 debut. That division is really, really good. And if they can all stay sound for a few more months, I think the, the Breeders' Cup Philly Mare Distaff is going to be quite a race. D- ditto that. Do you think ditto. we can just move it up? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was really good. And then the Grade 3 Louisville at Churchill, which went to admission office. Um, I actually didn't get to watch that race, but I heard it was quite the ride by Julien Le Pau. I read about it on Twitter. Okay, so you didn't the, see it either. Tw- no, the tweets, the the, the, the okay. Twitter, the Twitter. I'm kind of sick of the Twitter, I heard, Michelle. I got really heard. onto it for a minute, and now I'm not onto it. It's gotten very yeah. negative. You know what I do at night now? I TikTok. You TikTok, but I don't yeah. see. Did you do you dance in the videos? You can dance, or you can talk, or you can. So like, how do I? Do, all right, so that's the new thing, the TikTok. I see. I, I, my it's kids very do that. Positive. Everything on TikTok is super positive. Okay. Like you can be like, I only like to eat pink food, and there'll be like a thousand people. Like I think you're, you do what you need to do. You do you. <laughs> pink is great. Like everyone is like super. That's like, amazing. Positive. I like it. Uh, I like so TikTok. I have and seen. You can learn stuff. Um, Christina Oliveras, uh, Blacker, who you are friendly with. Uh, mm-hmm. she, uh, she does these dancing videos that she sends yes, me on TikTok and, and they're amazing on the TikTok is because I saw her girls doing one and Olivia wanted to do one. So I just like shot Olivia doing a stupid dance. I didn't realize there were like set dances. Yes. Yeah, there learned. are set dances. Okay. But so I didn't know that when I first I, started now I do. Were you as impressed with Christina as I was? 
uh, with what she, which particular her dancing. dancer? No, her dancing of. in general. Oh, I mean, Christina could, could be quite I, a dancer. I didn't well, know that. I, honestly, I haven't noticed. So well, maybe I'll you should take your word for it. You know who's a killer dancer is Dan. <laughs> Blacker's a good dancer. He does that worm. Black, he likes the worm. Blacker does the worm. Yeah. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We're going to come right back uh, with Andy Bincone. We're going to talk Sol Volante. We're going to talk Belmont. And then you and I, we can go over the field if you want. We can. Uh, there's a big upcoming races. There are a bunch of big upcoming stakes at Santa Anita this weekend. And we'll get out of here. This is a perfect time for uh, people to listen quickly, learn about horses, which is why we started the show. Learn about horse ownership. And we'll take it right back after this. Midnight Storm. Striking sire line. Grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Just like champion freshman sire American Pharaoh. Striking speed. 110 by 133 and 1. Seven time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Defeated 10 grade 1 winners, including champion Accelerate. Midnight Storm, a tailor made stallion. Look for his first yearlings this year. Welcome back to the Horse Ownership Experience. We are joined today by a very special guest. Andy Biacone is with us, who runs Sol Volante. Am I saying that right? Sol Volante or Sole Volante? You know, I was saying Sol Volante Tube until our Italian jockey, Luca, made it clear that it was Sole. So I'm going to go with Sole. Okay, Sole Volante. Yeah. In the, uh, in it the... Means, go ahead. It means sun. So his name means flying sun. Like Caraconti, I guess, means flying sun in Mohawk. So, um, yeah. Oh, flying sun. Flying we like sun that. in Italian. Well, yes. you have a very you have a very exciting day coming up. Uh, the Belmont Stakes, and 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 you are an owner in this horse. You work at the barn with your dad. How how exciting is this moment for this for you and this crew right now? Oh my gosh, it's I mean it's unreal. It's it's crazy. I mean, my dad made a good point. He said this is probably the first time the groom, the rider, the owner are all the same person. <laughs> so, um, it's it's been a really cool experience. I mean, just to be there and Naira has been awesome. And I mean, just, you know, my dad is like my biggest inspiration and he really works so hard. So I can't think of a more deserving person. Andy, take us back because a lot of people don't know the whole story. Um, go back in time, how you first acquired the horse and, and, and take us from there through, through today and where we are now. So my dad and I were at OBS in April, and it was April 22nd when we found him. And, I mean, my dad just saw him breathing on the videos and was like, oh, my gosh, I love that horse. And I was like, what? Oh, yeah, like, he's a good mover. Like, he's okay. Yeah, he's cool. And we went to go see him. You know, he came from a really small co-signer, like a guy who only had about six horses or something like that. Really, you know, he was a super nice guy. And um, my dad just absolutely fell in love with him and said, you know what, like, if I, and loved his pedigree, he was like, I'm going to, if I can afford it, I'm going to get you this horse for your birthday. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> what, dad? You're crazy. You're crazy. That's not happening. And lo and behold, we got him for 20 grand and um, we went half these initially with our, um, my first, our first partner, Limelight Racing. So we each put 10 in. And, you know, I, obviously I was ecstatic. You know, it's so exciting just to own any, be was a part of any horse. horse that, that you're the owner of? Yes. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, you know, and I never expected, I mean, you know, I, he was a lovely horse. I thought, you know, he'd be a little steak horse he'd, or a little allowance horse, like, you know, whatever. I never expected 
him to, you know, achieve what he's achieved. And I mean, it's just, it's crazy. That, that is such a, it's such a great story. And this is what the horse ownership experience is all about. We started the show, Michelle and I started the show to talk about ownership. And these are the kind of stories we need for 20 grand. And now you're in the Belmont Stakes. I mean, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't happen every day, correct? No, no way. <laughs> Andy, no is way. this the most expensive gift that Patrick's ever gotten you? Definitely. And you know what? It has been expensive <laughs> for me too. It has because he charges me training. And I mean, I'll never forget when he won his first. He, Patrick is expensive. He now, is. I oh mean, my gosh. Now you sound, he, you do not sound, train. Andy, you do not sound like your father. Do you do a Patrick uh, Bean Cone impression? Because I have one. Oh, of course. It's oh, like ingrained oh, wait, please in Please do my the brain. chicken and the eagle. Please do the chicken and the eagle. Oh my gosh. He goes. Uh, I wanted to run Diamond Dukes to the Fred Hooper, and he wanted to run him in the Pegasus. And I go, Dad, I still think you should run him in the Fred Hooper. And he goes, Undi, you are a chicken. I am an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> the Pegasus is for the eagle. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Yes, I oh will. Uh, I was going to buy a horse at a, at a sale uh, similar to OBS, and I was looking at the horse, and I was standing next to your father, and uh, I was like, and we kind of were looking at the same horse and i said man I, I really like that horse and he looked at me and he said you will not buy this horse and i said <laughs> i said i said what do you mean why can't i buy the horse he goes because i am buying this horse <laughs> i was like that okay so all bad. right but you know let's so let's be honest and and we 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 keep things real here we're a very positive show but but your dad he went through some hard times um, so you were always obviously around the barn and, and a big fan of your dad's. How how much of a struggle was that for you uh, during those kind of lean years? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it put a strain on our whole family. I mean, just imagine, you know, not having an in income for a year or two and even just to rebuild this stable. I mean, you know, when I was 16 years old, we only had three horses in the barn. And for him to make the move out to Florida – and to just rebuild himself and you know it's just amazing to me i mean he's my biggest hero it, it takes so much to do that um you know in a way i'm i'm kind of grateful for everything that happened in a weird way because you know what if he had all had continued just on his you know at his peak like when he was doing so well in 2006 and 2007 what if he just continued and what if you know he died from stress because he was, you know, literally, you know, he was completely stressed doing that. And, um, you know, or what if I just grew up to be some like spoiled brat who got to ride show ponies, like, and had it all paid for, you know what I mean? Like, sure. I, for me, like, I, I know I have a good work ethic and that's something I, I can always fall back on. And, you know, I'm grateful for, for that whole experience, even though it was rough. So great perspective, Andy, Michelle. Go ahead. Yeah, you mentioned the show ponies. Can you just give us a little bit about your background? You know, I mean, you are out there and you said you're the groom and you gallop, obviously, and you've been, you know, with your dad. I don't know if you're officially assistant or not, but how did you start out and when did you start working for Patrick? Um, officially, I mean, I started working for him, like, officially on the payroll, like, two years ago, three years ago. He put me on the payroll two years ago, but before that, it was like three years. I did like a year of like free, 
free labor and i was like hey can i get on the <laughs> you payroll should put that credit towards your you put that credit yes. towards your training bill right 100 <laughs> percent. yeah exactly right but um yeah i started i started out as just learning how to gallop and i was just an exercise rider for him and going to community college and um i more took into the assistant role about um about a year and a half ago you know two two years ago so yeah it's been good and, and um, then you were and obviously you were riding like show horses before that did you yeah, know that whole time yeah. that you wanted to like move into the racetrack definitely i've always wanted to gallop i always wanted to get into it um I worked, like, as a working student, so I never really had my own horse or anything, but I did, like, work to pay off my lessons and pay off, like, you know, horse shows and things like that, so I'm super grateful, like, for all that has taught me, um, yeah, but racehorses are definitely my thing. Well, it sounds like it. <laughs> I, I mean, it sounds you like have... you were born into it, and, and that's it, but you know what, Michelle and, and Andy both, I think that I use the word perspective, and Michelle knows that's one of my favorite words, and I think that you know, you, you, you may have not gone down the road that you went down because of what happened. And it's really, it's, it's refreshing to hear your honesty, to be, uh, to be honest. Thank you. I mean, you know, I'm not going to tell, you know, it's, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's not all glamorous and, you know, everybody goes through hard times, but you know, you have to be able to talk about it and grow from it. And my dad is just such a good example of that. I mean, I, I don't see, too many people who I mean he's literally he was diagnosed with kidney cancer and is going through cancer treatment as we speak and he's literally still at the barn every day oh my gosh yeah so he's just you know he really this is his everything and Sole Volante is like his everything so I mean I just you know I just hope he runs well and yeah it's it's, he means a lot to our family. That's it's it's amazing. You're, you you're choking like me up. Sola Volante. Wait, I have to ask. Yeah. Her. Do you? Who do you? Who's your favorite, Andy? Diamond Oops or Sola Volante? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'm I'm loyal to Oops. I have to say Oops just because <laughs> I do get on him every day, and he's hilarious. I mean, literally, I fell off of him like two weeks ago, and he just stood there and waited for me. He was like, "What are you doing on the floor?" I was like, Oops. <laughs> "That's awesome." That's All amazing. He's like, why are you there? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, so what? What is? What has this experience been like then? Just obviously, it's kind of different because you're the person that gets on Sola Volante, or you're with him at least in the barn. But what's this lead up to the Triple Crown, which kicks off with the Belmont Stakes, been like for you from an owner standpoint? I mean, it's been crazy. I mean, especially um, you know my partner Dean Reeves and Patty Reeves there they're just the nicest people and they're amazing to own horses with. I mean, I went to the sales with Dean and he was introducing me as his partner. And I just almost like, just, I don't know. I almost just passed out of like, <laughs> I was just so starstruck. You know what I mean? Like, so you know, it's just, it's been really cool. Um, another thing is, you know, just getting to, when, when I just had to Volante under my name, I got to design my silks like with my dad and, just a lot of special moments just getting to own him and you know one day he's gonna hopefully live in my backyard and yeah well that's interesting <laughs> you that say that because yeah, behind gelding him yes because he is a gelding i think she did that on purpose yes, exactly maybe i'm all for cutting balls off i'm like all for that <laughs> <laughs> 
you, Michelle is for that as well. And uh, as is, I am. as I'm is, like, yelled them all. yes, as is my wife. Heck yeah. So everybody's That's for that. Perfect. Let me, let me ask a, 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 a strategic question. You know, you have obviously um, you win the Sam Davis, you run a good second in the Tampa Bay Derby. Then the pandemic hits. Um, you, none of us knew what was going to happen. And all of a sudden we open back up and there's a spot. Uh, you just you just ran in kind of an op, uh, it was a, a conditioned allowance race, let's call it on June 10th at Gulfstream. D- did he need that race to propel him into the Belmont? Is that the because you're coming back on relatively short rest? Definitely. He really I mean, he needed that race for sure. I mean, you come from these are top athletes and you, we came from conditioning him to go to the Kentucky Derby to all of a sudden tapering his training down. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think that cutting back on his training and easing up on him really helped him because he grew a lot. He filled in, but it was difficult for him mentally. It was really itchy for a while. Like, what is my life's purpose? I'm not running. What's going on? So, you know, you can't just run a horse. You can't just run a horse in the Belmont, especially a three-year-old, you know, with Uh-oh. kind of Uh-oh. use that race almost as like a little breeze, like a breeze, but with, you know, gate experience, the paddock, everything. And he told Luca, you know, obviously try to win, definitely try to win. But if it comes between losing and whipping him, like don't hit him, like don't use your stick, you know, it has to be just good experience, like little workout, like, and you know, Thankfully, Luca, I mean, Luca gave him a beautiful hand ride and he came through with the win, which is awesome. So, you know, but I feel like after that, I keep reading a lot of things like, oh, will this horse have enough left in the tank? Like with such a short, you know, such a short span in between races. But I've literally never seen him with so much in the tank. Like he's usually the most chill, quiet horse. And every afternoon we take him out to graze and he's rearing up and, you know, he dragged my arms out on the track this morning. I was like, uh, <laughs> the outrider was like, like trying to have, have a conversation with me. That's, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, right? what's, you know, what's neat. And, and it's interesting is that you're giving these horses personalities. And, uh, my trainer in New York, Michelle Nevin does this a lot. And we had a horse that didn't run very well today. And I kind of asked her what happened. And she said, I think the horse was confused. Like these horses actually are you know, really intelligent and they understand it. It's interesting that you said that about Sol Volante. What's my purpose? That's, do you have, is every horse is different, right? Yes, 100%. And, and so do you have some that might be just goofballs? Um, I had a trainer say this morning that a horse is better and he's not doing the Mickey Mouse stuff anymore. Um, so it is, <laughs> I think people, tell us a little bit about what goes on in the barn on, on your morning. How does it work? Because this is interesting. You're an owner, you're a groom, you're a rider. What time do you get there? Um, you know, actually, really nice right now. Normally, I get to the barn at 4.50, but now uh, now that we just have Philly Volante here, I'm getting there at 6.30, and usually we take it. Yeah, so it's pretty nice, little workation. Um, but, yeah, we just – I take him – we take him out at 8.45, and we walk him until – we. my dad loves to walk, so – we walk him to about 9.30, then I'll take him in the paddock and walk him in there for a while, and then we'll get to the track. So, you know, I think especially how my dad loves to train, he really puts an emphasis on getting these horses out for long periods of time so that they're always walking, they're always grazing. I mean, even our set is 40 minutes long at home, 
like one gallop that is 40 minutes. Wow. So it's like, yeah, know, it's not really just like in and out. A lot of time. No. So we really do. It's very, you know, it's very European style, but it is, it does really get, it gives us a chance to, you know, the horses really develop personalities because you spend so much time with them and you really get to know them, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, they're it's all amazing. totally different. It's hilarious. It's it's very cool. And and usually I can tell you that li- recently we haven't talked to people this long. But Andy, I personally find you fascinating, Michelle. Um, I do too. Uh, I, I, I have one more question. I have one yeah. more question. I have one more question. Go ahead. Your dad back in the day. So like, what? Obviously, the world doesn't know, but like Patrick's barn was one of the first like big barns I was ever allowed to like get an intimate look into. So I learned a lot of things there, and then I was thought it was weird that other people didn't do some of the stuff. So one of the things he used to do was the horses didn't have nameplates. They all had numbers. So that way he said, like, the agents didn't know a horse it was, <laughs> and, you know, he could keep his stuff on the down low. Did he still number all the horses? Yes, he does. He numbers all the horses. And what's Sola Volante's number? Ten. 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 I like it. Ten. I and thought that was the coolest thing. <laughs> I, I can yeah, be... I can be very honest right now and say that I didn't know who I was going to root for in this race, and I just found myself rooting for Sole Volante. Um, oh, thank you so I, much. I, it's, a great, it's a fantastic story, and, and you know what? Keep going, and we hope that you keep you know, getting more and more into horse ownership. I think you're an inspiration to a lot of people. And, and listen, uh, tell us, okay, they turn for home in the Belmont, and, uh, uh, you know, tap to wins in front and, uh, uh, who's next, uh, uh, tis the laws breathing down his neck and here comes Sol Volante. What are you doing? Probably puking in a bag <laughs> or crying. <laughs> that is so yeah, mean. I, so puking. You'll I be puking. I'm ugly crying. Yes. I can't even think about it because I'll get anxiety. I can't. Are you a, are you, how Did is, you buy a hat? are you a, are you a snapper? Are you a clapper? Where will you watch the race? She's a puker. I, she's not puking. I'm a puker, an ugly crier, like a jumping up and down, hysterically crying kind of person. Okay. Will you, are you guys, yes. now you can be at the track though. So do they have a, a section uh, for, for the, tra- I, I haven't been to Belmont or I don't, I'm not sure where they have everybody. I honestly have no idea how it's going to work. I'm just taking it day by day, doing what they tell me to do, and yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. listen, we know you're busy. Thank you for joining us today. Best of luck on Saturday. Thanks. Tell your father I said hello. I'm sure from Michelle I as well. And, and and you listen, we're, we're wishing you the best. We can tell you that horse, people that come on Ownership Experience, Horse Ownership Experience, have had great luck in big races. Win races. Right, Michelle? Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. That's true. I like, I like. Yes. Okay. It's good karma. Perfect. All right, so uh, we'll give you a shout-out on the Twitter, and uh, we're wishing you all the best. Thank you for having me, Billy. Thank you, Michelle. All right, Andy. Thank you, Andy. That's Andy being Cone here on the Horse Ownership Experience, and we'll be right back. Come join us at Santa Anita for exciting live thoroughbred action from now until June 21st. And with our new Ultimate Fan Experience, you can get immersed in Santa Anita like never before. Your Ultimate Experience package includes a meet and greet with a trainer at their barn in the morning, breakfast at Clocker's Corner, a box for the day, and an afternoon tour including visiting track announcer Frank Miramati in the announcer's booth. For upcoming events, guarantees, and everything that's happening at the great race place, visit SantaAnita.com slash events. 
All right, back for a final time. Michelle, that was so fun. I mean, I don't usually like Googie and Gaga over guests. I feel like I was <laughs> like going crazy, but I loved her enthusiasm and her stories. It was so real. Yeah, it was. I remember like last year, um, which I've known Andy since she was little, right? So I remember last year when she was um, at the Breeders' Cup with Diamond Oops, and I was in the paddock reporting for Breeders' Cup for the morning, and like I just walked next to her, and we just had this like whole conversation, and he was like answering her when she would like tell him something. She's like, he's my best friend, and he like flipped around and looked at her and like nodded at her, like, yeah, I am. It was <laughs> That's crazy. Amazing. That's um, amazing. So it was super cool. That's really, really cool. Michelle, great job. Um, I mean, does this horse have a shot? Does Sol- can Sola Volante win the Belmont? Uh, anyone can win, I guess, right? Yeah, Michelle, that's, come on. Hey, did you okay, read the whole, I, the whole Twitter a, thing, thing with my I friend? I think it's going to be really hard for anyone to beat Tis the Law because he does appear to be doing the best, and he was very well-intended going in, right? So I agree. Um, I think that Sola Volante would really have to step up his game big time to beat Tis the Law, and Tis the Law would have to regress. That being said, can he hit the board? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair assessment. I, okay. Again, listen, Michelle and I, uh, we're, not, we're not necessarily talking gambling here because Tis the Law is going to be a very heavy favorite, and it's not the kind of horse that Michelle and I would bet. Um, but if you're looking for a price, I see no reason why Soli Volante can't be right there. I think uh, Dr. Post is interesting. He's rapidly improving. Um, and, and, and I think any of these horses, I re- and I think tap it to win too. I thought he was, mm-hmm. his last race was, even though it was just a one other than it was immensely impressive. Uh, uh, well, we have visually. a horse ownership rooting, rooting horse in here too, in pneumatic. Oh, we do. Because when David Fisk, who is That's the racing right. manager for Winchell Thoroughbreds came on, he, we were saying we wanted to name some horses, and I suggested for a gun runner, Pneumatic. And he said, I love that name. I want to name another Colt that before because the gun runners aren't ready, obviously. I have an Uncle Mo that I love. And Michelle, that's where Michelle, that you names. have a horse na- that you named in the, in the Belmont. That's amazing. I know. And that's very crazy? proud of you. Well, I su- but to be fair, I suggested the name for another horse. But. Okay. But that's, you know, <laughs> we don't need to do that. All right. Well, um, Thank you, Andy, for coming on. Uh, Michelle, thank you for getting that. What's going on this weekend? Because we have other big races. Yeah. Um, Well, okay. So, obviously, at Belmont Park, there are a bevy of really good races. Um, There's the Grade 1 Woody Stevens for three-year-old sprinters, um, which I think is a really intriguing race with no parole lining up, and Echo Town for Steve Asmussen coming off a good allowance win. So, that's a good one. Uh, the Penine Ridge, which I think is a really good race, a mile on the grass. You have Decorated Invader, who really hasn't done too much wrong. He probably should have won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. Um, and some other horses in there that are going to try to go through him. He's the favorite and should be. There's the Wonder Again for Phillies, which is the counterpart to that. Selflessly is in there for Chad Brown. And she was really well meant in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf. We haven't seen her since. But Chad Brown's fine off the layoff. It's the grade one acorn, which is Gamine, putting her undefeated streak on the line, cutting back in distance. Lucrezia, who I just love, ran second to Swiss Skydiver in the Gulfstream Park Oaks. Casual for Steve Asmussen, who's undefeated two for two. And Perfect Alibi, who, again, we haven't seen since the Breeders' Cup. Then it's the grade one Jiper with a ton of horses Uh Kanthaka is trying the turf again. He comes for a new trainer in Grand Motion. 
Alexandra for Neil Drysdale, who's coming off a second in the Monrovia. That's a Philly, by the way. Yes, yeah, she uh, is. Texas Wedge for Peter Miller, who has trying to step into the the barn shoes of needing to be the best turf sprinter in the world. Pure sensation for Christoph Clement, the nine-year-old. Stubbins for trainer Doug O'Neill, who I was like third Stubbins. in the Daytona last time. I like yeah, Stubbins. He, he had a he great had a, closing kick he was last really, time, right? He got, he got in trouble last time. Yeah. And, and then uh, the Belmont. He should, and he should like the six furlong. He, right. You know, I think that's a big. Because he was a good six and a half horse when we had that at the hill. Yes. You know, and so I think it's going to fit him really well. Then too. over in our neck of the woods, we have the Siren Lure, which has another horse that I named Torrisse in there for um, – uh, Glenn Sorgenstein, WC Racing, when they when he was on our show, yes, he said we could name a horse. So Torrisay is in there. He's coming off a third place finish in an allowance race, and it is also the San Juan Capistrano yes. mile and three quarter race on I the, the grass. I love the San Juan Capistrano, and we're in it. Do you? Yeah, Red Let's King. See. He, Red King. There he is. Yeah, number two. Yeah, uh, he finished third in the win. race last year. Yeah. So he could be an interesting one, right? The Melaire, mile and a sixteenth on the main for Calbred Phillies. Is there anyone good? Seems in like there? a big weekend. Sure, we're in showtime. I just wish we were there. Can it, do you want to do Bill, do you want to do Billy Soapbox? Uh, how, wait, wait, wait. There's just one more take. Okay. There's a, the American, the Grade Three American Turf. That's a good race. A mile. That's a good race. True Valor. Bowie's Hero. River, yeah. Uh, Cleopatra Strike. Back to back seconds. Blitzkrieg needs the hill back desperately. Shark Samurai, <laughs> who was like a really good three-year-old, yes. and he just hasn't been that great since. Bordertown, who's a full brother to hit it a bomb, and he's coming and in comer. off back-to-back wins. Up and comer. And Bolo, the eight-year-old. I saw him galloping this morning. He looks the same. He looks like a youngster. Oh, that's good to he know. He really does. Um, you know what's interesting, though? Um, I read, be- right before we came on the air, I read that Riverboyne retired. I did. I see that. It's yeah. a sesamoid injury. Yes. And I'm surprised, Michelle, that we did not talk about Stradivarius. Oh, I, I honestly did not watch the race. So I, a bunch of people were like tweeting about it, but I didn't watch it. Yeah, he won by like 10. That's okay. his third that's, straight that's Gold Cup cool. at Ascot. He's, he's amazing. Next amazing. year, he'll be like Yates. He's an amazing, amazing horse. So congratulations to him. And my man, John Gosden. One day, I'm going to have John Gosden come on the show, even okay. though he's not an owner. I know Michelle gets really mad at that. I do. I get really irritated uh, about Owners that. should be allowed in at the races. Um, we should at least have a choice. Uh, you can go now to restaurants. You can go to the zoo. You can go to, uh, uh, you know, so many places. The the How many square feet is, is a place like Del Mar? I mean, the uh, thousands. Uh, it's outdoors. Social distance. Wear a mask and go see your horses run. That's my soapbox. Let okay. them play. I Do like you disagree it. with me? No, I don't. I don't disagree with you. Um, I mean, but there just has to be, you know, some protocols in place. I think, but no, I think that you're right. Well, of course, you put protocol. There's protocols in place everywhere. Santa Anita's done a great job in the mornings. We're off to the side. We don't come in contact with anybody. We don't come in contact with the trainers, the jockeys, but we get to see our horses, our investments. Our mm-hmm. our love. I mean, this is you know, this is a lot of people. Listen, obviously, it's my business. It's your business, okay? But there's a lot of people who are putting in a lot of money because they love the sport and they love going to watch it and enjoy the sport, mm-hmm. not on television. Um, right. That's 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 why they're in it. Most people lose money in this game. We know that. So um, whoever is making this decision, whether it's Delmar, CHRB, TOC, any of the Alphabet groups. 
let the kids play. Let owners in and let us start watching our races. We'll be safe. We'll be responsible. And, and you know, we, we, we should have a choice. Billy Soapbox. Okay. For the Billy day. Soapbox. We should get that sponsored. Michelle, it is always great to talk to you. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever, and it's getting really sickening. And uh, <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, and uh, But I really appreciate what you did today, pulling Andy. I thought she was a great guest. We're rooting for Sole Volante. Uh, on Saturday in the Belmont, we are. we'll be back next week. Maybe whatever whoever wins, we get we on the. Trying air. to get them, yeah. yeah. And well, maybe and we'll just bring Andy way, back. Happy, happy Father's Day! Thank you very much, and Happy Father's Day to Ryan Hansen, who has done Thank a great you. job. Uh, had a great Del- uh, Santa Anita meet. Hopefully, he can carry it on to to Del Mar. And Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Special thanks to all the fathers at TaylorMade, uh, who sponsor the show as well you as Santa Anita and Del Mar. The Stallions, <laughs> yes, like not this time. How about not this time? Are you kidding me? Sold a $1.35 million two-year-old. Yep. And Storm is coming next year. The Storm. All right. We'll yeah. be waiting to see him. We're going to be waiting to see that. So thanks to everybody. Uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy the Belmont. Michelle, you're the best. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Daddy Longlegs, Scat Daddy's only proven son at stud in North America. Crowned champion freshman sire in Chile, Daddy Longlegs has already sired three graded stakes winners from his first two crops of runners, including a champion two-year-old colt. A talented runner himself who won multiple graded stakes on multiple surfaces. He's passing that versatility onto his progeny with stakes winners on dirt and turf. Daddy Longlegs, a tailor-made stallion. Call today to book.